Hey friends, welcome to 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark, and this week I'm continuing a series of podcasts where I introduce you to the friends who wrote essays for my newest book and album combo. The book and the album uh, both have the same title, uh, Only the Lover Sings. So the book is available on Amazon right now, and the album is available on you know, all the streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and so forth. So you can order a copy of the book, and you can listen to the songs today. Meanwhile, for today's episode, I want to introduce you to my friend Adam Whipple. I sent Adam the song demos for Only the Lover Sings, and I asked him, I said, you know, just pick out a song that resonates with you, and write an essay responding to it for the book. And Adam chose the song, Everything But You, and he wrote a wonderful essay called, In the Darkness of Noontide. If I'm honest, this song, Everything But You, is one that I almost didn't include on the album. Uh, It's one that I wrote, and I rewrote it a whole bunch of times. I worried about it a lot. And the reason is because it's a song about one of the most unpleasant things in the world, which is facing our own failures, our own sins, and our own self-deception. If we're really going to heal, we have to take responsibility for the ways in which we are our own worst enemies. And the song that follows this song is one about how we really have been hurt by other people, and that that wasn't our fault. But this song is about how, in order to grieve properly, we have to admit the ways that our own broken desires and decisions are killing us. Which is a super miserable thing to have to face, right? I remember someone telling me once that if a certain problem (laughs) keeps cropping up across multiple relationships and circumstances, the one thing that is consistent in all of those circumstances is me. In other words, I may be the problem, or I'm carrying the problem around with me. But this is not a song about shaming ourselves or beating ourselves up. Because I don't believe that's what God is trying to do. The Lord hates gloating. Uh, He's not trying to rub our nose in it. Uh, But it may be that he's allowing us to experience the pain of real choices because pain is a sort of messenger that is always trying to draw our attention to a real problem that needs care and love if it's ever going to be able to heal. And In my own story, I needed to begin learning to admit the ways that I was a part of the problem, rather than endlessly playing the victim card. Now, victimization is real, and again, that's what next week's song is about, but I needed to allow my pain to reveal places where my own broken heart was leading me astray into ways of relating that were actually just dead ends. But, here's the good news. 
every time I got to a dead end, every time I landed at rock bottom, I was surprised to discover that Jesus had gotten there before me. He was already there. He was waiting patiently for me to arrive so that he could lead me through those dark tunnels back to daylight. And when I thought I had lost everything, I discovered the one thing I had not lost was him. So that's the idea behind this song. And I'm very excited to share with you a little excerpt from Adam Whipple's essay response to it. But let me introduce you to Adam. When I got to the end of the heart And all my loves had emptied I lost everything Everything but you Adam Whipple is a songwriter, a multi-instrumentalist, a composer, poet, and an author releasing records and writings into the world from his home in East Tennessee. He's the founding editor of the arts journal Foundling House. Uh, His work has also appeared in The Rabbit Room, Curator Magazine, Blue Mountain Review, and the hometown Knoxville literary magazine The Pigeon Parade Quarterly. He has one patient wife, four bright children, five clueless chickens, and a tendency to wax eloquent about compost. You can find Adam on his website, adamwhipple.com, where you can find all of his music, which is also on Spotify, and you can check out his other writing, both poetry and prose, and lots of other goodies. Now, I've known Adam for many years now. Actually, I'm not even really sure where we met exactly. I think it may have been at a music festival called Escape to the Lake that UTR Media put on. At any rate, Adam... Adam is kind of a ball of creative energy. He is a prolific and brilliant songwriter and musician. He is such an encourager of other artists, and he's also just a fierce friend. And so I knew when I had, you know, this kind of initial crazy idea for a a three-album, three-book project, I knew that if I called on Adam, he would help me believe in it. And he did. He hopped on board without batting an eye. And I'm so glad that he's a part of this. And I hope you will grab a copy of the book, Only the Lover Sings, so that you can read his essay in its entirety. It's so good. Um, In the meantime, here is Adam Whipple reading from his essay entitled, In the Darkness of Noontide. In our darkness, we want for an outshaking, a personal explosion that will fling wide the hatches of our own souls to let in the light. And of course it comes when all is lost. In God's character as the wandering bard of all creation, he does seem to love telling his own story with an eleventh hour reprieve. I've lost count of the times when my own prayers were answered just after I had given up praying them for laziness or sheer doubt. This reprieve looks different for different people. God came to Job in a hurricane of theophany. He did the same for Elijah, but only after he sent delivery from the bakery. 
into the Samaritan woman's half-life of despair walked the light of life, Jesus himself, in his carpenter-quiet way so painfully normal that she suspected nothing. And it reminds me of Christmas. Whatever people may say about the Catholic Church and its calendars, as someone in the Northern Hemisphere, I love celebrating the coming of Christmas near the winter solstice, what Robert Frost calls the darkest evening of the year. There, when the winter sun is furthest away, we ring the bells of the Savior's coming and light candles in the darkness, passing fire from hand to hand in church sanctuaries. The pattern comes again in Jesus' resurrection. The Lord, it can't be denied, seems to love a good story in this way. I suspect it's not just a bardic penchant on his part, but his nature as a shepherd, a parent. He has made us as creatures who learn best by experience. For better or worse, the pedagogy of plain speech changes our character much slower than the school of hard knocks. I don't want to have to arrive at the abyss to see Jesus. I want Eden, the garden of delights, the halcyon corners flecked with light where the presence of the Lord is constantly obvious and never terrifying. This is the world, though, and the world is infested by my sin. I learn better when the story of Jesus' offered redemption of my acceptance of his grace contains the rising action of my most horrid thoughts, words, and deeds. To skimp on such a telling is to belittle God's mercy. The idol of searching for oneself through romantic love is as ancient as it is false. No romantic love will save us from our sins and sinfulness and reintroduce us to ourselves. This false doctrine actually offers a kind of self-help by making some romantic interest into a demigod. This is a burden no one ought to put on a spouse. What beloved can bear what C.S. Lewis called the weight of glory? And it's only more of the same old nonsense. It's Cain thinking his best option is murder, or Israel smelting a golden calf. The modern gospel of self-improvement, self-acceptance, and self-worth is the same kind of pride. Jesus did not see the woman's intrinsic worth as something she herself could perceive and grasp. He saw her as only he could see her, and as she needed to glimpse herself, through the lens of him, the Lord of all creation. What she needed was not self-esteem, but what John the Baptist said, he must become more, I must become less. Thank you so much, Adam Whipple, for sharing with us today. Um, and to close us out this week, uh, I just want to read the lyrics to the song that Adam chose to respond to. The title of that song is Everything But You. When desire itself is soured wine, you will drown in your own wishing well. Because when love is God, your bleary eyes will be the wandering stars you'll travel by. I was sure that love was leading me and that God himself had paved the way. But above all else, the human heart is deceitful. But when I got to the end of the heart, that all my loves had emptied. I lost everything, everything 
everything but you. I tore a page out of the holy book, and I tailored words to suit my ears. But I'd spun those clothes like spider webs till I was cold and caught in my own fears. Cause that sugar coat can't cover grief. I learned light does not need dark to see. Oh, my bones were sown in Eden soil. Don't it make you tired? But when I got to the end of the heart that all my loves had emptied, I lost everything, everything but you. Past the gates of hell where I made my bed, I woke up from my dreams to face the truth, that the truth has a face. And when I got to the end of the heart that all my loves had emptied, I lost everything everything but you. All right, folks, head over to Amazon and search for Only the Lover Sings and you'll see the book. Grab a copy and then look for the album of the same name wherever you listen to music online. And my prayer, my hope, is that you discover the truth, that there is nowhere Jesus won't go looking for a lost sheep. Um, also, go find Adam at adamwhipple.com. That's A-D-A-M-W-H-I-P-P-L-E, adamwhipple.com. And enjoy his music, enjoy his writing. He's got lots of great stuff available to check out. Besides that, thank you so much for being here this week, and I will see you next time on 1,000 Words. 